Good morning, Steeler Nation. You are listening to 15 Minutes with Matt. Hey, Steeler Nation. I hope everybody's week has been off to a great start. I'm Mackenzie Miller from SteelerNation.com. I know that I'm still feeling that excitement from the weekend. Definitely carrying over as we look forward to this week's preseason game against the Buffalo Bills. We have a lot of things to reflect on, if you will, because these past few days, not only have we been able to watch tape, been able to take a look of how we're looking on the field right now, but also we're still adding more guys into the mesh of things because again seeing injuries are always going to be inevitable and yes the Steelers have been facing injuries we saw more injuries happen on Friday and just like we've seen all throughout this offseason the Pittsburgh Steelers don't waste time because when one man goes down gotta find the next man up that can do the next best thing Because we know we cannot afford to lose depth right now. And we've already seen it. So, that being said, what are the Pittsburgh Steelers doing to help them with the lack of depth? Or maybe just trying to replace guys who have been injured. So, let's take a look. The Pittsburgh Steelers have waived Duke Dawson. Duke Dawson was injured. So, Steelers have to move on. They also waived cornerback Isaiah Dunn. Now, with this move, the Pittsburgh Steelers brought in Leverett Hill. Hill was originally signed with the Kansas City Chiefs as an undrafted free agent after the 2020 NFL Draft. And he played for the St. Louis Battlehawks this past season in the XFL. And During this past season, he had two interceptions, 25 tackles, and only 10 games. Hill went to Michigan. He started. He was starting for three years. It was a three-time All-Big Ten selection. So this guy is showing some hope that maybe he could fit in for the Pittsburgh Steelers. They brought him in for a reason. They see something in him. We'll see how this goes. So... Also, on the defensive side of the ball, the Pittsburgh Steelers signed Forrest Ryan because the Steelers waived injured Chappelle Russell. So, now the Steelers have Ryan. Ryan was originally an undrafted free agent. He was signed by the Indianapolis Colts after the 2022 NFL draft he was on the Colts active roster and practice squad throughout the 2022 season only playing in three games and he only recorded one special teams tackle this boy comes from Villanova so a little bit about Ryan we will look forward to seeing him on the field hopefully when we see the Pittsburgh Steelers host the Buffalo Bills this weekend. So, two names. Keep an eye out. We made some moves, but now we are looking to see how these guys learn quickly. 
because one in particular, I believe Ryan, he has a chance to learn from the best. The linebacker now has a chance to be literally with the best of the NFL, with that being TJ Watt and Alex Highsmith. So if he is coachable and he is willing to learn, good chance he could have a breakthrough year with the Pittsburgh Steelers. Okay, Steeler Nation, I'm curious as to where everyone's head is at in regards to Matt Canada. Now, despite seeing a completely different offense on Friday, a lot of people are still a little uh, reluctant to give Matt Canada credit for success but I remain optimistic because with an entirely new offense and an open mind maybe Matt Canada won't get a lot of hatred however someone is talking about Matt Canada and he's talking about how these plays that we saw on Friday from our offense are all too not predictable but let's just say one guy evaluated what he saw during that first series and he wasn't happy like we all were he says that the plays that were being made aren't usually used that often in the NFL maybe he's insinuating it's more of something that you see in college Maybe something that's not exactly used as much around the NFL because of this college mindset that we all say Canada still has from coming from college to the NFL. We don't know, really deep down, we don't know where Matt Canada is coming up with these plays. However, O'Sullivan weighed in that Canada is executing some elementary type concepts and it made his blood boil just watching it saying that this short route is something that should not be used in the nfl as often as it is he says quote personally i would struggle in an environment like this i'm sure mike tomlin could care less and canada could care less what i do but there's so much better stuff than that I would make the argument that these two concepts probably shouldn't even be in playbooks anymore. This organization does it more than others. It's almost like two middle fingers to the drop back passing evolution of what football is and should be nowadays. So not only is O'Sullivan saying that Canada is running terrible plays, but he says he's not doing it very well. In the process he says that the Steelers can't have this at all during the season however he noted that Kenny Pickett did a pretty good job executing it he says quote this is a hell of a job from Kenny Pickett so I guess Kenny Pickett did 
everything he needed to do to execute the play properly. O'Sullivan said that Kenny has a great feel for the pocket, for the field, and his teammates and their whereabouts, something that we always talk about here, how Kenny's just trying to connect with each individual player on a different level because each player is different. So Kenny showed that. However, Again, despite the elementary style play calling, the Steelers did well. I guess we can't make everybody happy. So despite this criticism, I'm just going to wait until the season starts to really form an opinion of how I feel about Matt Canada because all I can do right now is give him the benefit of the doubt. If he doesn't utilize his players properly in the right way, then, hey, I'm not going to sit here and say I like it. So, Steeler Nation, what do you think? Do you think that we should be giving Matt Canada the benefit of the doubt right now? Do you think we should just wait until we see him, you know, call plays during the season? Or are you just like, nah, I'm good on that. I'm just going to wait till the season's over and hope that he gets fired. So, what do you guys think it's like to go up against TJ Watt? I would be pretty darn scared, personally, because that man is huge, and he is one of the best at what he does, and if you guys remember, at the beginning of training camp, we saw Darnell Washington go up against TJ Watt, and we saw him be successful, so now Darnell Washington opened up about what that was like for him and reflected on how it was very very unexpected. Darnell Washington spoke to Randy Bauman of WDVE and he explained how Tomlin just threw him right into the fire against TJ Watt. Darnell Washington said that at a point he knew he was going to have to go up against TJ, but he didn't expect it to be right away. He said, quote, I didn't think it would be right out the gate. You know, those were my first reps. When coaches called it out, he was like, 80, you up. You see 90 up. And that caught Darnell Washington off guard. Because he was like, hold up, 90? Oh, dang, right out the gate, no warm-up, no nothing. So, Darnell Washington, he was confident in himself. And that is what we love to see out of players. Because confidence is key. He said, quote, I just went into it confident. I kind of take pride in blocking. Got some things to correct, but that's how it goes, end quote. So, he knows it's not going to be easy but it is showing a little bit of hope that Darnell is going to be a weapon for us because if he can take down 90, then he has potential to take down some of the best around the NFL, not including TJ, of course, because, you know, he already did that. So the coaches definitely see something in Washington or else they wouldn't have put him up against Watts on his very first rep. So I love that Washington is able to reflect on this experience so we get a little bit of an insight into what is going on in his head. 
and it seems like he is doing everything he needs to do. Alright, so with that being said, that is it from me this morning, you guys. You can catch me and the over 400,000 Steelers fans nationwide by following us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, and YouTube at Steeler Nation. Bye, y'all.